Welcome aboard Imagination Skyway, your grand podcast tour of the magic. I'm your host, Matthew Krull, and in today's episode, we are going to discuss planning a trip to Disneyland with a toddler. I'm joined in this episode by my wife, Joanna. We just returned from a trip to the Disneyland Resort with our daughter, Maggie. It was her first time visiting Disneyland, her third time visiting the Disney parks, and it was actually the first time that Joanna and I had even been back together in over three years. So it was a really wonderful trip and a different kind of experience since we did have our daughter with us. So I wanted to recap our experience, talk a little bit about some of the specifics, where we stayed, what we did, and of course, how we managed all of this with having Maggie by our side. And I hope it's also an informative and a fun discussion for you to listen back to. At the end of the show, we'll return to Imagination Central, where I'll share ways in which you can stay connected with Imagination Skyway, ways that you can discuss this topic with other members of our listener community, and of course, how you can help to support and inspire the future of this show. Please remain seated, keep your hands and arms inside the podcast at all times, and enjoy your grand circle tour aboard Imagination Skyway. This summer, we took Maggie to Disneyland. It was her first time visiting. It was the first time Joanna and I went back since 2019. So it had been a few years. And of course, things have changed a little bit with the park since then. More importantly, things have changed because we now went with the toddler, which we had, of course, never done before, which made for a different kind of experience. And a lot of you reached out to ask if we could record a podcast episode to discuss that a little bit. So I figured we would gather together and discuss how that trip went. Of course, I do want to welcome back my wonderful wife, Joanna. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I feel so special. I'm the wonderful wife. You're a wonderful wife. So I think this is the first time we've had you back since we talked about the first trip to Walt Disney World with Maggie. Yeah, I think so. You're just on all the episodes about Maggie. That's what I'm good for. No, you're good for other things too, <laughs> but it's hard these days. I mean, literally Maggie is with us napping. This is the, the best chance we get to record podcast episodes these days, but Maggie will be old enough soon that she'll be able to join us. Join us on the episode. I know last time we recorded, it took us like six hours to go through one hour, 10 minute episode. Just yeah. Because, okay. Maggie's crying. I gotta go change her. I gotta go do this. Oh, she's awake again. But hopefully we make it through this one in less than six. Let's hope so. She's, uh, I think she's going to be down for at least an hour, so that gives us enough time to <laughs> chat, probably. So um, how did it feel for you to be back at Disneyland? Uh, pretty exciting, actually. Um, I was pretty excited about going back to Disneyland because I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I, I knew a lot of things have changed. I mean, but a lot of things stayed the same. Um, I got to see the new Avengers campus, so that was pretty awesome. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of details, but I guess I was pretty excited to go back to Disneyland just to be on the West Coast again and enjoy the sunshine without the humidity, but I feel like there was still some humidity. And no, I, I think it was a lot of fun. Um, I was excited to go. 
I was too, and we paired this together with a trip to Phoenix to visit some family. That's that's honestly the best part about going to the West Coast is like breaking it up in that that way because it's so much more enjoyable to see family that we hardly ever get to see and spend time at Disney. It is the best of both worlds, of course. It's always a quick trip at Disneyland. We were there on... We drove over, which we could talk, I guess, a little bit about the drive, too, but we drove... <laughs> I don't want to talk about the drive. All right, let's talk about the drive. It's, keep in mind, we had an 18-, 17-month-old in the car for six hours, so that was challenging in itself. But Challenging, but actually, I think she did great. She did. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. Well, we will. Uh, but then we got there on Saturday, and we left on... Oh, no, I'm sorry. We got there on Sunday. We left on Sunday for, for Disneyland from Phoenix. We got there Sunday afternoon, and then we left on Tuesday morning. So we were there for uh, just a day and a half. Um, and one of the things that was, I think, special about this trip is that we were also, for a Maggie's first visit, hosted by the Hilton Anaheim, which Joanna and I had stayed at before. And uh, this was obviously a little bit more special to have them sort of sponsor a couple of nights for us. I recapped it on Instagram, which you can go and check out. Um, They did not ask me to talk about their stay or our stay on the podcast, but I thought I would talk about it a little bit because that's where we stayed when we were on the trip. Yeah, it was a part of the trip, and it's a place that I would recommend people do stay at if they are going. If they're going to... Disneyland. Yeah, it's perfect if you're going to Destination, or Destination, to D23 Expo. I have Destination D23 on the brain this year. Uh, if you're going to D23 Expo, it's literally a couple hundred feet from the entrance to the Anaheim Convention Center. A couple hundred feet. Yeah, it's very, very close. It's about a mile from Disneyland, but just to put some prices on it for how much we would have been spending at this hotel stay and honestly we were probably going to pick the Hilton Anaheim either way compared to what you could be paying around the area. Location is of course everything in Anaheim and the Hilton Anaheim is like I said about a mile from the entrance to Disneyland but it is across the street from the back of Disney California Adventure so you can really easily see oh, yeah, Pixar got, Pier. Yeah, we got great views from our room yeah. of Pixar Pier. Um, I feel like we saw a couple other pieces of that too. We definitely saw... We saw a lot. Coaster. We saw um, a couple of... Oh my gosh. We could see the oh, Disneyland we, Hotel. Didn't we see Galaxy's Edge too? From there? Yes, we could yeah. see the spires of Batu, Black Spire Outpost. That was really cool. Um, we saw Grizzly Mountain. We saw for, for Grizzly River Run. Mm-hmm. Um, we could even see a little bit of Sleeping Beauty Castle. So Maggie and I Barely. watched. Um, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I mean, it's the time. Joanna and I did watch one. Joanna, Maggie and I did watch Wondrous Journeys from the window. So we did get to see a little bit of that, which was nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, going back to the prices. The Hilton Anaheim, there was no major convention going on, so price-wise, it was about, you have to add on uh, Anaheim city tax and have to add on, I think, uh, a couple of other like local ordinance taxes and well, things like the, that. And if you have a car, there was the parking fee. There's true. There's a parking fee, but then again, there's literally any of the hotels in Anaheim, you're going to have a parking fee if you're renting a car and bringing a car with you. Um, but the uh, the Hilton Anaheim started at two twenty a night for the week that we went, 
you compare that to up the road, if you were to stay a little bit closer, about a half a mile up the road um, on uh, Catella, you could have stayed at, I think I looked at the Courtyard Marriott, which was about 350 a night to start. Um, and then, of course, the Disneyland hotels, which you do get the benefit of being on Disney property. There's, of course, they're wonderful places to stay. Um, you get the cast member service. You get the early entry at the theme parks. You get all those wonderful goodies that come with staying at a Disneyland resort. But the cheapest there, the most affordable, was the... Um, Paradise Pier Hotel, soon to be the Pixar Pier Hotel or the Pixar Hotel, started at about four fifty a night. The Disneyland Hotel started at six fifty a night, and the Grand California started at eight fifty a night. And that was just for that time of year. That was yes. like um, Fourth of July, like the weekend after Fourth of July. Yeah, we're yeah. talking July 9th to the eleventh is when we went. So, either way, the two nights we stayed at the Hilton Anaheim would have been collectively less than one night just at the Paradise Pier Hotel, um, which is sort of Disneyland's entry level, their their equivalent value resort at Disneyland. Um, but as I've said on, uh, I think I had, I think I said this on the episode I did with Brooke and Philander about planning a trip to Disneyland, there's no such thing as a value resort at Disneyland. Um, that's and that's true. just because California is expensive, Anaheim is expensive. Yeah. Um, you know, if you compare it to some of the costs for um you know, staying at Walt Disney World, if you're looking at the equivalent of all-star sports, spending about, you know, if you can get a discount about $125 a night, staying at all-star resorts at Walt Disney World, you're going to be, it's going to be really challenging to find something even close to that um, in the Anaheim area that's at least walking distance to Disneyland. But I'd say that the, the Hilton Anaheim was like walking distance, but we, because of the baby, we chose to have our car and we drove into... Disneyland um, for the day. Um, I think that Hilton Anaheim was like the best choice for us, regardless of the fact that we were hosted. Yes, it's a really large resort too. So there's, it's, it's, you know, if you've seen some of what I posted on social media, I posted footage of the lobby and I barely got to all of it. It would take me. Um, if I were just walking, it would take me four or five minutes to show you the entire lobby um, on video, just because of how massive it is. And they had the Starbucks on site, which is what I love. Literally a Starbucks in the lobby, so you can head on downstairs in the morning, um, grab the Starbucks beverage on your way to the parks, or on your way back, or if you're just spending more time at the hotel. They have a great pool. We didn't make use of it, but we did see the pool. See the pool. Yeah, <laughs> and I've I've like seen it, it before. Like a great it pool. looks like a great pool. Um, but you know, it's a Disneyland trip, so we didn't exactly use uh, make much use of the pool. Yeah, I'm sure there's even more amenities we didn't even notice. I mean, we were really just there to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought it was interesting. They had like a FedEx inside yeah. the lobby. I yeah. That was interesting. Lots of, especially because they have the Anaheim Convention Center there, they're used to a lot of business travelers coming for conventions, oh, and so sense. they have a lot of a lot of those uh, convention-type amenities in addition to the hotel amenities. So it's really a wonderful blend. And again, uh, you know, take this with a, you could take this with a little bit of grain of salt because, of course, this was a hosted stay, but um, we have stayed at this Hilton Anaheim before without being hosted and have had the same thoughts yeah. in the past. Um, and the thing I really enjoyed about staying 
here as well is we did rent a stroller from City Stroller Rentals. I just found them about a week before our I even, trip. I don't even think it was a week. I yeah. think it was like four, four days. days. Yeah. <laughs> I think like four days before you're like, hmm, maybe we can rent a stroller. <laughs> yeah, it was an incredible deal. It was literally for 48 hours, $40. Um, and they dropped it off before I even got to the hotel. They dropped it off at the Hilton Anaheim uh, the bellhop desk, um, bell services, I should say. And we went to pick it up at bell services and that was it. And they had it ready for us. And at the end of the trip, when we were checking out, um, you know, I just went back down to bell services and I left the stroller there and city stroller rental came by later in the day to pick it up. So literally just from on my end or on our end, it was just a matter of, going down to the hotel lobby to pick up the stroller and at the end of the trip going back to drop off the stroller. It's even easier than what we did in Disney World with Kingdom Stroller Rentals. I mean, but a Kingdom Strollers is awesome. I think I would always... Oh, yeah, for, for we were, Orlando. For Orlando was amazing. Even though we had to meet them at the door to pick up and drop off, you know, they were really communicative for us to be able to do that pretty easily. But city... city Strollers, oh my God. city stroller, was even more convenient, and I don't even I don't know if I would say it was less expensive or more expensive because usually our stroller like we in Florida would be for the whole week, but this was just the two day like forty eight hours. It wasn't even um, like it was two days in the sense that it was forty eight hours. Yeah. two days, but it was like Sunday to Tuesday. To Tuesday. Yeah, it was a Sunday afternoon to a Tuesday morning. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I should specify that if we had stayed at one of the Disneyland hotels, it would have been the same situation as with Kingdom Stroller Rentals. Oh. It has to do with the Disney hotels, not with the stroller rental company. Interesting. Because Disney Disney hotels, I think, as of. 2019 um they no longer it could have been after the pandemic they they no longer longer allow yeah yeah they no longer accept like drop-offs for right they won't hold anything for drop-offs no you have to literally meet your courier um at the door at a specified time um disney will not hold anything for you um Mm -hmm. except for of course your own luggage but they're not going to accept deliveries on your behalf um so that that's really the only reason why we were able to meet at Bell Services was uh-huh. because that the Hilton Anaheim allows for the drops off at Bell what? Services. That's an even better. That's an even better person <laughs> then because like, that was really convenient. Yeah, the stroller was already there waiting for us. Yeah, so it's it, honestly if you're going to any convention in Anaheim, Hilton Anaheim is a no-brainer. If you're going to Disneyland, I mean for us we it. it Disneyland is a great example of a trip where we go rope drop to close. So, um, you know, it it was really great to stay at the Hilton Anaheim and have a great place to stay. Um, we didn't necessarily, especially with renting a car, need to be uh, walking distance um, or like, you know, right at the front door of, uh, of Disneyland Park. We still, I think we left that morning in our car at 7 and we were... Um, you know, we drove to the, the Mickey and Friends parking garage and took the tram and we were, I think all together it took 25, 30 minutes to leave from when we left the hotel room to when we were actually waiting at the front gate for Disneyland. So very, very easy to do. Let's talk about our first day though before we actually get to Disneyland Park because we 
first day drove in, as we said, and um, drove in from Arizona. From Arizona, so it was quite an adventure driving all the way there. We've done it before, but again, it was a little bit different with Maggie in the picture. We planned more stops. Um, I was very strategic about the time that we left. I already had planned in my phone exactly where we were going to stop. Uh, along the way to try to break it up, including a full sit-down lunch in Palm Springs. And we ended up at Disneyland at about, uh, or about the Hilton Anaheim, I should say, at about 4 p.m. Um, got everything together and then headed to downtown Disney and decided to have dinner. This is the first time we ever ate at Grand Californian. I've been in Grand Californian a number of times, but I've never actually eaten there. Um, so other rather than eat at downtown Disney, we decided to eat at the Grand Californian's quick service, which was the GCH um, Craftsman Grill. Well, there's a big reason why we did that, and it was for my poke bowl. Yes, that I, that's true. I really wanted that poke bowl. Yes. I think the last time I had it, we were... It wasn't Trader Sam's. It was no. like the quick service near Trader Sam's, and I forgot the name of it. Um, that, but that, again, that was back in 2019, and um, I don't know why we didn't go to the exact same place that I had the most amazing Poke Bowl ever. Well, I do, because we... So, <laughs> Joanna wanted the Poke Bowl, and it was at Tangaroa Terrace okay. at the Disneyland Hotel. And uh, to be honest, Tangaroa Terrace has a smaller menu than other places. So if you don't want the Poke Bowl, and you don't want the three or four other things that are on the menu, <laughs> then you're kind of stuck. So for us, because the Poke Bowl existed at GCH, and because you're brother Dan who came with us and I wanted something other than what was offered at Tangaroa Terrace for that evening I'm we ended up at GCH <laughs> and well, I'll tell you this the poke bowl is not as good as I remember but I think it's just because I, I played it up so highly in my head that the poke bowl ended up being very good instead of like the most amazing but you have been talking about it for three years without I, the chance to go back so i think you did kind of hype it up well I, beyond <laughs> i i agree and i'm allowing that to be the reason why it wasn't the most amazing poke <laughs> well i will say i had the oh, what did i have so i had a burger but i forgot what it was called it was the uh, oh he's right it was the wagyu gouda burger um which came with of course the wagyu patty and gouda Grilled red onion, <laughs> lettuce, tomato, and a preserved lemon aioli on a brioche bun. Did you write this down? I have a picture of the menu in front of me. Oh, my gosh. But it was a fantastic burger. It was really delicious. Um, yeah. And then your brother got yeah, nachos. the nachos, which honestly... That could have been the, for the three of For us. the three, yeah. It was it so been. much. So many nachos. Yeah, the three of us could have just had nachos and it would have been fine. But I would have been disappointed... If we had only gotten nachos, then I didn't get a chance to have my poke. Right. Um, and, and that was with, uh, again, I have the menu in front of me, shredded beef, of course, the tortilla chips, cheese sauce, shredded cheese, uh, black beans, green onions, pickled jalapenos, cilantro, queso fresco, avocado, crema, and salsa roja. It was really good. So if you are in the vicinity and you are not eating in the parks, or even if you just want to take a break from the parks and eat quick service at Grand Californian, this was just a few of the options that were there. Um, they also have quesadillas. They have uh, fish and chips, uh, sticky chicken wings. They had a kids menu too. I got. I know, remember I got Maggie like a grilled cheese. Yeah. With French fries, and she she ate it with some milk. Um, 
you know, because she likes French fries mostly. Yeah, she was. I mean, she really enjoyed it, um, especially the French fries. Yeah, she's a. If you put French fries in front of her, she's eating nothing else but the French fries. But she is, you know, <laughs> a baby. A, she's a baby. She's a, she's basically a toddler now. She just wants French fries. <laughs> and let's be honest, most adults, given the option, if we weren't thinking about our own health, would probably half the time pick the French fries first over everything else. Yeah, yeah. She is much older. Yes. Um, so we did that. We walked around downtown Disney a little bit, went to World of Disney, and then, of course, of course called it an early night. Um, what would you say was our... So the next day we went to Disneyland and California Adventure. We went for most of the day. It was, like, open to close. Open to close. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... Oh, kind of, kind of. Disneyland closed at midnight. We were not there until midnight. We, we left at about 9.30. After World of Color. Right. Even California Adventure was still open until uh, yeah. 10 p.m. So we left even before California Adventure was uh, closed for the evening. This trip was a little bit different because we took a slightly different Disneyland strategy, I think, than we normally do. First of all, it was our first time using Genie Plus. Yeah. We had well, used I, Max Pass before. Oh, it was first time, yeah, first time using Genie Plus at Disneyland. I had used it before, but this was your first time using Genie Plus at Disneyland. Yeah. So, um... Uh, How do you think of what do you think of Disney of uh, Genie Plus at Disneyland? I thought it was just as good as Genie Plus is in Disney World. Um, I would argue it's even better. Um, well, you were you were on your phone more than I was when it came to that, and I I do think that we got a lot of the rides done faster than we would have in Disney World because even the lines where there was quite a long wait. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have Genie Plus for that line anyway, and then it went pretty quickly. Like, maybe Pirates? Was it Pirates? That was like, there was a really long line for Pirates, but it seemed like people were going on it anyway, and everything was fine. We, I think we were able to get through like everything that we wanted to, and we could have even done more. Yeah. So, first of all, for Pirates of the Caribbean, it technically is not a Genie Plus attraction. That's, yeah, that's what I mean. It wasn't a Genie Plus attraction, and it's still... The line didn't... Even though it looked bad, Like I think it was really moving. Yeah, it was... Uh, actually, we got lucky because the attraction had been down in the morning, so nobody... So we decided... Um, because originally I was saying that we should grab a Genie Plus for Indiana Jones Adventure and head straight for Pirates of the Caribbean to wait and standby and then go back to, to um, ride Indiana Jones Adventure for Genie Plus and then get our next one. Yeah. But in, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean was down when, it, when the park opened and we just happened to get lucky with the timing that when we um, were exiting, I forgot which attraction we were doing, Pirates of the Caribbean reopened, and so we had to straight over there, and it was only a five-minute wait. So we just worked it out with the timing okay. that it worked out nicely that way. Okay. Um, I don't remember that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the tiny details of this. But the first thing we did was we actually went to Tomorrowland, and you and Dan rode Space Mountain. Yes, that first was our, that was our first ride. And I hung out with Maggie, and we followed the ducks followed around the Tomorrowland. Ducks around. Yeah, and that was, I guess, a lot of people when they go into the park, and I guess they're gonna rope drop the big attractions like Indian Space, for example, and I guess others. But the there was nobody in Tomorrowland except for everybody going onto Space. So I think that's how you were able to get this amazing video of just like you and Maggie walking around Tomorrowland with nobody there except yeah. for the ducks. <laughs> we had a great time. That's so cool. My brother and I, you know, we're, we 
I'm really happy that my brother Dan could join us on this adventure because what it did was it allowed me to like a ride buddy for sure because <laughs> we would do the um, parent swap. Um, I forgot that's not what they called. Not what they called it. Rider swap. Rider swap. Yeah, um, we would do rider swap a whole bunch of times, and there'd just be the two of us never going on rides together, Matthew and myself. But with my brother there, Matthew basically skipped everything. Skipped everything happily. <laughs> happily skipped all the all the major thrill rides, and I got to ride with Dan. Um, everything that I wanted to, and Matthew got to enjoy the park exactly the way that he wanted to with. Or, you know, with Maggie. It made for an even better day for me, to be honest. And I also knew that if there was any attraction I really wanted to do, I'm coming back by myself in October yeah. for a bachelor party, which I might have to do an episode about that, too, because that'll be a lot of fun to do a bachelor party in Disneyland. But I knew that I was that coming back a, really cool a lot sooner than you were. Yeah. So. so even if he wanted, to, if he really wanted to do... I don't know. What what ride did you feel like you missed out? Probably Thunder Mountain. I do like Thunder Mountain okay. there. Um, okay. Yeah, Thunder Mountain. Radiator Springs Racers was another one. Yeah, you like that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you could do those two for your bachelor... Not your bachelor party, but the, for the bachelor party you're attending. Yes. <laughs> um, and the other thing was because this was Dan's first time at Disneyland and probably the last time for a long time that he's... I can't imagine he's going to go back to Disneyland anytime soon. No, that I wanted to make sure that, you know, it would, it would take time out of the day for me to then go ride an attraction, especially because we only had one day at the parks. So yeah. it made more sense for me to just hang out with Maggie and let you and Dan ride as many thrill rides as possible. And because of Genie Plus, yeah, I we think were able to you got almost everything. Everything, really everything. It was, uh, I, I agree that I guess it was better than Disney World with Genie Plus just because... I don't. I feel like there's just more attractions in Disneyland that can get done. There are, yeah. Like, you know how you have to go through four parks at Disney World, and you can do all the different rides at all those parks. Basically, you take two or three parks with the attractions and shove them into one park, <laughs> and you just you're like ten feet away from Space Mountain, and then like another thirty feet from Thunder Mountain, another thirty feet from Indiana Jones. Well, that's really on top of each other. <laughs> I'm saying like it. it like everything is it's a small part on top of itself and it's a it's a good thing for that because you don't have to worry about walking around and just like waiting to get to the next attraction you're literally 10 feet from from one attraction to another yeah i think also just considering the the fact that we had genie plus we showed up right when the park opened we were at the front gate 15 minutes before they did have early entry because we stayed at the Hilton Anaheim off property we were not allowed in of course during early entry but still we from 8 a.m. until we left at 9 30 but really until 8 p.m. is when we hit the last attraction before getting ready for our world of color dessert party I think the only attractions you missed that you wanted to do were Toy Story Mania because when we got in line it went down and it stayed down for a while yeah we got in line for that but yeah, Matterhorn bobsleds we didn't do. That's I didn't really want. I know you guys didn't want to. It hurts. It hurts to ride Matterhorn. I'm I'm over thirty now. The last time <laughs> I went on that ride, I was under thirty. Makes a difference. So it makes a difference. <laughs> um, you're not wrong. And uh, the only I think the only big one I would have liked to have done that we just didn't have time for at that point. And I it was partially my decision um, to because I wanted to do the Disney Vacation Club member lounge instead. Was it's a small world? It was the only thing that we really missed. Yeah, I, I think I would have... And we didn't do Toontown. 
Those we didn't. Th- we didn't do Toontown. Yeah. Well, Ma- I mean, Maggie probably would have really enjoyed that, but it was kind of hot, and I don't think that we would have enjoyed that, like chasing her around Toontown. Um, but it would have been nice if we had multiple days in Disneyland. I think if we had like a two-day trip instead of this one. That would have been perfect. Half day. Yeah. Then yeah, we would have really enjoyed Disneyland and then we would have really enjoyed California Adventure maybe we would have skipped back like left and right back and forth a little bit but probably not yeah admittedly I always have said that you can do Disneyland in a day I have I think more memories from the two of us going as a couple in our 20s and being able to do that and literally hitting the park from open until Until close at midnight like staying until midnight right I mean with the toddler obviously it was harder not the best. We could have done two days and probably gotten more out of it. Um, I think in the future, if we go back to Disneyland, um, or when we go back to Disneyland with Maggie, we'll probably end up doing two days at the parks because it will feel a little less rushed than what we really ended up doing. and she'll be older and maybe be able to do a little bit more. Um, She actually, hopefully by our next trip to Disney World, she's going to meet her first height requirement. This month. This month. Um, we went to the doctor last month, and she was just a half an inch away from her first height requirement, which is 32 inches. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Maybe by the time we get there, um, maybe end of August, I think we're going somewhere around there, she will be able to go on Alien Swirling Saucer. That's right. <laughs> which has the lowest uh, height requirement um, in Disney World. But again, when the next time we go to Disneyland, she will definitely be able to meet most of those height requirements, if not all of them, depending upon when we go, together as a family. I know Matthew likes to go to Disneyland a little bit more often than me. The last time I was there was on even, like, 2019. So well, I was there also because of... Um, the conference like, yeah, you were there. D23 Expo. The bachelor party. The bachelor going, party. And then mm-hmm. another conference. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a lot. Um, but next time we go as a family, I think that we'll have a, a child that will enjoy Toontown more. You know, she'll want to go on more of the rides and really, you know, walk around with us a little. Um, but this time, you know, it was really for, honestly, it felt like it was for me and my brother. <laughs> like, I felt like this was the trip that Maggie was there with us. Um, but she really only rode the rides that the all, fo- all four of us could go on. Obviously, and then even the rides that Matthew could go on, he chose not to just for the sake of giving my brother the best possible Disneyland experience, <laughs> which was very kind it, for him. Um, but I think you really wanted to do that. I think yeah. you wanted to just enjoy being in Disneyland again yeah. with your daughter. And that was great. And we literally would park the stroller somewhere, and I would just because she loves to walk around so we would just park the stroller and walk around the park and she had a great time doing that um and even, so did you and so did i yeah walking around tomorrowland there was a point where dan had been to walt disney world recently but did not get the chance to ride smuggler's run so you and dan rode smuggler's run with genie plus yeah we were both pilots and we got two cases mm-hmm that was the first time I ever got two, and it was because my brother was up, down, and I was left, right. Yeah. If we had switched places, I don't think we would have made it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys did a great job. And um, Maggie and I went to get a blue milk at the milk stand. I found a cool shaded spot um, near Smuggler's Run, and um, I gave Maggie her first sip of blue milk. 
She did not like it, but I <laughs> honestly did not expect her to like it. It's a very different taste if you're. Uh, she's used to whole milk and like breast coconut, milk, and like coconut milk. yeah, so it's a it's a little bit of a difference. Um, she likes coconut though. She said coconut rice. Yeah, I did get a reaction video of it. I'm not gonna post it, but I did get a reaction video of it for the three of us to go back and and laugh about yeah, when maybe, she. Maybe she'll like green milk. Maybe I should have tried that one. That's true. Maybe she just didn't like the. Um, could have not been the milk. It could have been the flavoring yeah, in it. Yeah, because personally, I like the green milk more than the blue milk. But I'm, I feel like I'm in the minority in that. No, oh, I like the green milk too. I chose the blue yeah, milk this time because I haven't gotten in a while. Just because. We both like the green milk. Doesn't mean that that is the major. Point. No, we are the minority. I've done so okay. many polls. You're right. I've done so many polls about it, and blue milk always wins over green milk in terms of popularity. So well, yeah, and also blue milk is just—I feel like it's just a better name. Like green, imagine green milk. Yeah, like, that's kind of gross. Yeah, green anything usually is not very good. I guess it so. It has to be called green. Yes. I don't know. Okay, I'm making that up. <laughs> We're- we're getting into a different topic about food and what color works best for food and drinks. Um, but so we just did that, and I also took that chance to reapply sunscreen for Maggie because at that point it had been the middle of the afternoon. Um, I think it's important, especially for anyone listening who goes to Walt Disney World more often than Disneyland, to know that Disneyland, especially in the summer, um, while the temperature could be lower, yeah. And the humidity is certainly a whole lot lower. It's a very dry climate there. It is deceiving. Um, yeah. You can easily get heat exhaustion at Disneyland if you're not careful because you don't feel the heat as much as you feel the heat in Walt Disney World where, you're again, all that humidity, your body kind of tells you that um, you're getting dehydrated or that it's it's extremely hot outside and to be careful. Yeah. Um, Disneyland is super dry. Um, most of the time. Of course, it can rain in, in Southern California, but generally it's a very dry climate. And the sun is out. That whole day at Disneyland, I don't think I was able to count one cloud in the sky. Yeah. Clear blue sky and sunshine. Yeah. And blue sky, yeah. <laughs> we're just watching Princess and the Frog with Maggie. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the UV index was a 12 yeah which is unheard of over here <laughs> it's literally it was literally you know in terms of the levels um classified as extreme like it could not have yeah. gotten any more severe in terms of sun yeah and um, i think i think matthew wins the trophy for like whitest skin um <laughs> and maggie could come in second place because of matt's diligence when it comes to applying sunscreen on himself and are very very white child. Hey, you got to be careful. You, you have fair skin. Really, you got to be careful. Yeah, you got to be really careful. And she's she's got a couple of moles because he's got a couple of moles. But whatever, it's all hereditary. Yeah. I put on makeup, which has sunscreen in it, so I got no color on my face. But I was wearing a shirt that had like keyhole, like shoulder keyholes in it for ladies that know what I'm talking about and the men that know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, I got sunburn in the keyhole of those shirts, uh, and I didn't get sunburn anyplace else, and I'm like, oh well. And that sunburn lasted like two weeks. Unfortunately, yes, that sunburn actually lasted the longest I've ever gotten, like, that red tint um, was like two weeks straight, and I did peel, and it was terrible for that. But then now I'm a little tan, so. (laughs) (laughs) But it has been quite a long time that 
Uh, I had to wait for that tan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I before Maggie and I walked around with the Disneyland ducks, again, it was like 8.30 in the morning by the time we got to Space Mountain. I did apply sunscreen on both of us, and then we walked around, and then it was about 1.30 in the afternoon that you did Smuggler's Run, and, and that's when I reapplied sunscreen, and both Maggie and I came back it's with... It's very important to yeah. wear sunscreen there, and I, I agree, it is deceiving. Um, because I didn't feel like I was getting burnt at all, even. I, my, my shoulders felt a little hot, but I was like, ah, it's probably fine. <laughs> I, I mean, tell, I, I reapplied sunscreen. Like, I applied sun, and we're talking about high SPF, like over 50 in the morning and in the afternoon, and my neck still came back tan because of how strong as strong that sun is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's extremely... <laughs> and Disneyland is an outdoor park. Yeah, there's The queues really are outside. Nothing, nothing inside. Yeah, oh, there's no goodness. pavilions that you can go inside, like at Epcot or yeah. um, even Magic Kingdom. A lot of places you can duck inside. And yes, most of the attractions are indoors, or a lot of them are, but most of the queue lines are outside. Yeah, even if you have, even for like an indoor or dark ride attraction. Space Mountain, space, most, most a lot of it's outside. Most of the queue for space was outside. Mm -hmm. They had some, like, covering a little bit for space, but there were places that there wasn't. Indiana Jones Adventure, the longest part of your wait is outside. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, yeah. all those, the longest parts of the wait are outside. Yeah, but it's built different. Yeah, Cal Thunder Mountain is all outside. Yeah. There's not covered. There's no cover. Yeah, right. in, in Florida, there's a little bit of covering for most of those attractions that we just mentioned. There was none. Like, even Pirates, you know... I, Pirate, going into the Pirates queue is almost like a refreshing place to go in Florida. Yeah. But in Disneyland, it's just wide open. You're right directly under the sun. There's no shade at all. And most of the time, that's probably fine for California. But we went... In July. In July. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to Disneyland in July, August, um, definitely wear that sunscreen regardless of what you what you think about sunscreen. I know there's lots of people that are like, oh I never wear sunscreen, I never get burnt, whatever. No, that that was that was a pretty intense like day of getting a little bit of burn. Um no, but still it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> what do, what do you think uh, Dan's favorite part of Disneyland was? This is, this is why I think we should have had him on the show because I wanted him to really give us his blunt honest opinion but i know that this is you know imagination skyway we don't want to have too much blunt i just don't i just don't know what dan would say i don't mind i don't mind criticism on the show it's uh well, no, i'm not saying he wouldn't criticize he loves disney yeah he really loves disney but i think that he, he's felt he's, he doesn't have the pg filter sometimes have, so that's my main concern with this show he doesn't know the difference between space mountain and spaceship earth yeah <laughs> Mission Space, and he thinks, you know... Anything in space is basically Space Mountain. <laughs> yeah, right. I, mean, I think he called a spaceship Earth Mission Space, and he called Mission Space Mission to Mars, and he calls Space Mountain that Hollywood Studios, or like... <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't know Disney as well as we do, of course, and that's okay. But... Um, I think he really liked Incredicoaster. Yeah. Because um, that was like a long coaster, and it's something I, I guess he's more used to going to Six Flags more often than Disney for him. Um, I also think he liked um, Mission Breakout a lot. Uh, he did it, say he thought it was better than Tower of Terror. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that mm -hmm. it's better than Tower of Terror. Now, I have opinions about that when it comes to Tower of Terror versus Mission Breakout. 
I mean, I don't have to get into that right now, <laughs> but um, personally, I think Mission Breakout in Disneyland, not Disneyland, in California Adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm right. He's looking at me like, you're wrong. I'm like, no, no, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm just waiting to hear what you're going to say. <laughs> I love that Mission Breakout is exactly where it is. It fits perfectly in California Adventure, in Avengers Campus. It's like exactly where it needs to be. Now, if here's my opinion, though. If they took Mission Breakout, plucked it out of California Adventure, and blocked it into onto Sunset Boulevard, I'd be like... And they won't. No. The, they answer, won't do the that. answer to that is no. Because Tower of Terror is iconic to Disney World. Yeah. It is. Like... You could you could change the theming a little bit of Tower of Terror. You keep it a little keep a little bit the same, a little bit different, but iconic to ex- it. Tower of Terror, Hollywood Tower Hotel, Tower of Terror belongs in Hollywood Studios, and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout belongs in Avengers Campus. Yeah, hundred percent. So I love Mission Breakout, and I think my brother probably enjoyed that ride, probably the most. I would say. Um, he loves Guardians. He loves the music. He is a big Marvel fan in general, so I think that that was a surprise for him. Like he he knew Tower of Terror. He knew the Tower of Terror is what it is. But I said no, no, no. This is not like fearful anymore. Like this is supposed to be a fun ride now. And they did that. Like for those of you that are kind of afraid of that type of attraction, it's not a fearful attraction anymore. It's fun. It's enjoyable to just like bounce there to the music, a couple of drops and a couple of like really fast yank up the up the I don't even know what you call it, like the, the gantry lift. The gantry lift, yes, that's what it was called. It's just like a fun attraction now. So I'm I'm I, I'm not surprised that those were probably his favorites, um, especially knowing that he is a Marvel fan. I mean, the only episode I've had him on the show is a Marvel-based episode. So yeah, I've always known if I go back to Marvel that I'm going to have, or when I go back to a Marvel episode, yeah, yeah. I'll have him back on the show. Um, For sure. The Avengers Campus, so it's my first time actually seeing it. I've been to Disneyland since it opened, but I just did not get the chance to see it last time. It is definitely a small land, um, but so was a Bugs land, so it's not terribly surprising. But I really loved the vibe of Avengers Campus. I wish it were bigger because it would be so cool to walk around this Avengers-themed land. But between the music loop, um, Pim's Test Kitchen was another place I hung out with Maggie while we were waiting for Joanna and Dan to ride Mission Breakout. And Maggie and I got one of those jumbo pretzels um, with the beer cheese sauce. It was, was fantastic. It was like a really good pretzel. It was a like, really good pretzel. You know Surprised have, like, me. Big pretzels at maybe Beer Garden or like any of like the German restaurants. They have like really huge pretzels. This this one was. This bad. was like New York street cart quality. The pretzel carts around yeah. New York City yeah. are like known for being fantastic pretzels. Just the right um, doughiness. Yeah. This, it was a really good pretzel, and it was huge. Yeah, it was definitely a shareable. It, it, it's listed as a shareable item. It fed all four of us. We yes. all had we all had some pretzel, and we all felt good about it. And I got it for Maggie too. Um, I was when I looked at the menu, I'm like, oh, Maggie's gonna love a pretzel. So yeah. we got a little bit of. You know, <laughs> I share a pretzel with her, and then we saved the rest for uh, for Dan and Joanna when they got off the ride. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really really love that. And what did you think of Web Slingers? 
I loved Web Slingers. I thought that was so fun. I was like, this is like Toy Story Mania, but it's not like as painful as doing <laughs> for that. And it was so interactive. Um, I loved the 3D effect of it. I loved how you didn't have to wear anything or do it. You just had to move your arm to shoot your webs. Like Spider-Man, yeah. Like just like Spider-Man does. And I was like, this is so clever. Uh, I had such a fun time with that. And then the storyline related to the ride, you kind of see it coming. Because I didn't I didn't know too much about it. I just knew it was a ride that existed, had Spider-Man on it. Um, I didn't know that it was like Toy Story Mania until I entered the queue. And I realized, oh, okay. And they were explaining, you know, you got the actor who plays Spider-Man in the newest versions. Um, you know, doing a whole pre-show and explaining that we have this this new technology, and then all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of spiders showing up, and you have to you have to stop them because they're just replicating a whole bunch of times. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it. It's Toy Story Mania, but with Spider-Man. <laughs> I had such a great time on that ride, and we did well. It was Maggie came with me. Um, Matthew couldn't do it because he was a little worried about the spinning aspect. Um, it does do like you know how Toy Story Mania does the spins. Um, this one does the spins as well, but you're in a confined box. Don't so really you, have a good point of reference you when you're spinning. Yeah, you can't really see where you're going until you're already there. So Matthew has trouble with that type of visual, um, you know, lack of. I vision. could probably take a bony in and be fine. I just wasn't going to take something just to ride yeah, web so, slingers so that Maggie day. So Maggie came with me. Um, That's right. There's no height requirement on that. No one. height requirement. This is like Toy Story Mania. There's yeah. no height requirement. Um, we sit in the box, me, myself, me, me myself, and Maggie. <laughs> Maggie, myself, and my brother. <laughs> sit in the box, um, put on your 3D glasses, and you start going. And Maggie was like really nervous because she hadn't actually been on that many rides in Disneyland, just because most of our time was spent, you know, doing the thrill attractions without her. So well, she did Mr. Toad. She, she did. Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to see Maggie and Mr. Toad. You and Dan rode with Maggie. I rode because I was getting binaural audio for my Patreon members for you to enjoy. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) She went on a few of the dark ride attractions, but this was the first one that was a little bit more active. So when we started moving, she was a little nervous. Um, My brother didn't understand how to shoot his webs. Like he thought that he's supposed to just like squeeze his wrist and point at the screen. Just like Spider-Man does, and I'm like, Dan, no, you gotta fling, you gotta fling your arm. <laughs> and then by the by, like the third room or second room, he he figured it out, and then he was like double fisting webs and just kind of going ah with the webs, like going crazy trying to get the spiders. I'm holding Maggie, so I have one arm going trying to shoot the spiders. I have better aim than he does though, because I'm just focusing on one spider with one fling. Um, Maggie again was still a little nervous, but by the last room. Or maybe second to last room because it was you know a couple of different areas. Um, she was joining in. She started flinging her hands at the screen too, and she wasn't wearing any glasses or anything, uh, so she she could see it obviously because it was right there in front of us. It's just maybe a little blurry without the glasses. She started flinging her hands, shooting webs. I was like, Maggie's going for it. <laughs> it was so cute. And she got the high score for no, the day. No, 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 no. It's, it's, I don't know. If, you do compete within your car, but really it's more about the car uh, score. Um, yeah, I feel like it was more of like a team effort. And, yeah. if, and if there were four grown adults in the car shooting the webs, I think they could have done really well. And then 
um, I get off the ride, and it turns out in the gift shop, they have, like, wearable Mm -hmm. bracelets that give you special powers on the ride. And I'm like, that's so cool. And then Daniel was like, no, that's fake. And I'm like, no, 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 look, look. You wear the bracelet. And it's legit. And the ride knows that you have this special ability bracelet while you're flinging the webs. And he's like, that's really cool. And I think there were only like maybe $24 for the bracelets. And you're like, you know what? This is something that's fun. And it's like a it's like a power up for the ride. And if you go there often enough, like I saw people's scores on the scoreboard, there was like in the millions. And I'm like, how do I get in the millions? Apparently, that's why. <laughs> if you're like, a local who loves Marvel, you can spend a lot of time at Avengers Campus. You can spend yeah. a lot of time on Web Slingers. And I'm sure that just like Toy Story Mania has like those, um, like. Bonus know, levels bonus, that you can unlock. Yeah, like yeah. Bonuses that you unlock. At the secret time. hidden Easter eggs. Yeah, that, I'm sure yeah. that Web Slingers has that too. I mean, I don't know anything about it. I'm sure it exists. It's not something that I'm interested in, but I think a lot of people would be. And to have that extra little power up that's a physical bracelet that you wear, I think is really clever. It's a cool idea. Um,. So you mentioned Mr. I mentioned Mr. Toad. You said that was a whole other story. I, we never even talked about Mr. Toad's Wild Ride because we just exited and then we went to do another attraction. So I haven't even heard how Maggie enjoyed or was scared maybe of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. She definitely was not happy on that ride. She was confused for most of it. Um, she didn't like that it was moving kind of fast, mm-hmm. um, and there was a lot of like it's a fast sharp, dark ride yeah. turns in there. She didn't cry or anything, but you know how you can tell. Oh, yeah. We, you can tell when they're just like, um, I don't like this, but I'm not sure what to do about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my brother hadn't really been on the ride in a very long time. I think the last time he was on it was when it was back in Disney World, because he, obviously he's never been to Disneyland, but uh, I don't even know. I guess maybe maybe. He would. He would have been. He would have been about Maggie's age. No, nineteen ninety nine. I think. Yeah, he was. Well, all right, he, he was four. But okay. Well, I think that was the last time he was on it, yeah. and so he didn't know <laughs> what it was from. And he was like, "He thought it was he, from Pinocchio." He thought it was from Pinocchio. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is why I'm not having him on the show to talk about Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Is this from Pinocchio?" Um, and then at, towards the end. He's like, wait, are we in hell? <laughs> and he's riding with me and Maggie. And I'm like, yeah, we, we just died. We got hit by the train. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was really more about Daniel's reaction <laughs> than even Maggie's. Because Maggie barely had her reaction. She was just sitting there very confused by what was going on. But it's a classic. It is, it's a classic. And I don't think they're ever going to get rid of it. <laughs> Probably not. It is one of the, <laughs> one of those classics that they're just not going to touch. But then again, I know we didn't get the chance to ride Snow White's Enchanted Wish. I did on my last visit. It's wonderfully well done. I, I was, yeah. That was down, wasn't it? No, it was just a very long line. There was uh, about a half hour wait. And it's, again, an outdoor queue. And we, it was about, um, yeah. part of it's inside, but it's not. Yeah, but it's not. So really. it's still hot. I've waited in that queue I thought before. That was, I thought that was under, there was something. Oh, Alice. Alice in Wonderland was, was under, under refurbishment. refurbishment. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I do too. It's been a long time since I've been on that one. Um, so that was enjoyable. And then we should also talk about lunch. 
we ate at Hungry Bear. I hadn't, I had actually eaten at Hungry Bear a long time ago, but this was the first time. Hungry I went Bear back. was, you know, it was kind of out of necessity. Yeah. Um, because we were, we were hungry and. Hungry Bears. Hungry. We were Hungry Bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were hungry at the time and. You know, you can do mobile order, which is great, but I feel like it was really that midday. We were just kind of exhausted from even running around doing everything. Um, and Maggie, Maggie too, she she was exhausted. She needed her diaper change. She needed some milk. She needed some applesauce. You know, she needed all that fries, obviously. And Hungry Bear was out of necessity. I think it was just the quickest that we can get food. Um, it was a very large restaurant. It was like basically all outside. It was covered, but it was like open. We ate on the second floor, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really big, and there was plenty of seating, uh, even though it was totally packed because it was lunchtime. But there, it actually felt like, you know, there was definitely empty tables there that you could sit at. Um, I got like a spicy chicken sandwich. We all did. We got the same thing. We all got the same thing. We got thing. the fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. It's not called spicy, but it does have a hint. It has a kick. It's got like a peppery I, kick to it. You know, you know how when you eat something spicy, sometimes it like tingles your lips. Yeah, yeah. It, it gives you that tingly feeling. I didn't like that, but <laughs> I I enjoyed the ketchup with the French fries, obviously. <laughs> and, no, the chicken sandwich was good. I ate the whole thing. Um, it has a slight kick. It definitely had a kick. It was called yeah. like honey something. I think it was like honey. It did have a honey glaze yeah, to it. Had, like, I'd have glaze, to look up. That's why what I was, was like, called. "Oh, honey chicken, I'm cool with that." But then it ended up being a little bit too spicy for my liking. But the two of them, they yeah, like, it's if you like just like a, a hint of a, a hint of a kick. Like I wouldn't even call it spicy. It just like had that little kick to it. Yeah. It was really really good. It, yeah, I, it was a honey spice chicken sandwich. You read it? It did have spice in its um yeah, in its name. It said it was spice. And I said, "Okay, well, honey spice can't be that spicy." <laughs> but maybe it's probably just my palate. Like I I don't love spicy things. Um, but again, eating at Hungry Bear, I think, was more of, um, we were just really hungry. Like, we were Hungry Bears trying to get through the park. It was close by. It was close. It was fast. It had the options we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was, like, good enough. And I think that maybe if we, again, if we had two days. We would have sat down We would have done a sit-down lunch. Like, we would have maybe eaten at the Trattoria in California Adventure. California Adventure, I thought I liked them. They were nice. Yeah, we would have probably picked or, something new. Actually, I think we probably would have taken a break and gone to the Grand Californian for lunch. Yeah, that would have probably been a smart move. And having two days in the park gives us the option to do stuff like that. Like we were saying, I I think it's more enjoyable to do the Disney parks, Disneyland parks, the two of them. Over the course of two days, you could flip back and forth between the parks. You could still do that park hopper option, but do if doing it in two days gives you the ability to see both of the nighttime shows, um, see the parades, not have to worry about like rushing to do one ride after the other. And a part of that was just the way that we did this for the sake of somebody who's never been to Disney World, sorry, <laughs> who's never been to Disneyland, and knowing that for the four of us we only had that one day yeah so we wanted to get those major attractions done that we love and then show a first timer the different awesome attractions that Disneyland has you know we really didn't do any of the duplicate ones I feel like we kind of skipped out on some of the duplicate rides unless they were different like Thunder Mountain is different in Disneyland so we definitely had to do Thunder Mountain Uh, obviously Space Mountain is different we had to do space, but 
um, that, you know, there were mm, pirates. <laughs> there were a few that we just said, you know what, it's almost identical. So we're just going to skip it. Yeah. I'll be honest. A lot of the decision to do one day also had to do with pricing. Um, you know, there's, I know people talk about <clears throat> ticket prices at Walt Disney World. To be honest, yeah, yes, they're, you know, if you compare it to like some other places or our Disney, Disney park prices always go up. But um, a one day park hopper in July at Disneyland, it was $249. That's a lot of money. And then the second day was going to bring it over $400. So yeah. literally, if you compare that to Disney World, you're going to get three or four days right. with that amount. Um, it's literally a two day park hopper. Was, uh, I think it was going to be about four. Don't quote me, but I think it was about four twenty, four thirty. And that's expensive. And you know, if if this is going to be a one-time thing for you, and you're traveling to the West Coast, and you really want to see Disneyland, and you have to go in the summer, and you, <laughs> like we do, and you have to go in the summertime. <laughs> you know, that's the way it's going to be. I, I still, I think two days is really the best way to see everything and feel like, yeah, I really got everything out of Disneyland that I wanted to and I don't have to come back here for like 10 years <laughs> and I'm saying that as like an east coaster you know if if we lived in, on the west coast we would go to Disneyland all the time and then maybe we would feel like we need to go to Disney World we gotta go big you know we gotta spend the 8 day park hopper or 10 day park hopper in Disney World where we don't feel like that so much being east coasters I guess um, yeah so I think that the best way to do it coming from the East Coast would be the two days. Yeah. And you could even do it with it. You know, it's, I still say go with the park hopper. Um, yeah. But uh, oh, I do too. I even said like, you should definitely go between the two parks so that you can hit the different rides and see the different shows that you want to see when you want to see them. Don't force yourself. Don't confine yourself to California adventure for a whole day when Disneyland is right across the way. Yeah, it's literally so close. Um, you could just walk 100, 100 so feet. I think it's maybe 200 feet. Yeah, it's very close. Um, and the park hoppers do start at 169. So depending on if you're flexible on when you can go, um, and this is you know 2023 pricing, but um, you definitely can get a, a pretty great deal going to Disneyland. Um, but it, you know, if you're if you're going in the summer, just know that you are, of course, going to be looking at the more premium prices because it is a much more in demand and peak time of year. That being said, I didn't see seem to think it was that crowded at the park. It wasn't empty. It wasn't empty. But I consider it to be moderate crowds. I think because maybe we're comparing it to Disney World crowds. Um, maybe people that go to Disneyland a lot would say otherwise. Would say yeah. otherwise. <laughs> I, I agree, though. I, even waiting online for certain attractions, I was like, it's really okay. I mean, I think the longest we waited was 45 minutes for something, and that was just when standby. Um, everything else was 15, 25. And Genie Plus helped with and that Genie a lot. Genie Plus helped with that a lot, obviously. A um, couple of new things we did, both of us had never done before. First was the Starview Station the Disney Vacation Club Lounge that just opened this year. Um, you and I have been to the Epcot member lounge, but we hadn't been to obviously this one since it was so new. How did you like this one? It was nice. It was a refreshing place to go, you know, especially middle of the day when we were just kind of waiting for our next Genie Plus to come up. Um, we got some beverages. They had a couple of snacks there. We didn't have any snacks, um, but the, the drinks were great. Um, we had the Coca-Cola Freestyle Machine. It's just like in the Epcot member lounge. Yeah, yeah. No alcohol there or anything. It's just you 
got charge your phone, sit yeah. in a chair. Sit in a chair. Yep. <laughs> Help you chair in the AC. That was nice. <clears throat> yeah. And it's in the old Carousel Theater, which then became an Inventions and Star Wars Launch Bay. So it's there's a lot of space. It's not yeah. it doesn't take up the whole thing, but it is um it is yeah, one of the large floor. rooms. Yeah. So it was very nice to go there. And then the other new thing we did was the World of Color dessert party. And we're both World of Color fans. This was World of Color one. Uh, one. So this was like a special version of World of Color because I am a huge World of Color fan from when I saw it way back in 2019. And you saw it even sooner. Actually, I did see it sooner. I first, saw our, it. our first trip in 2012. 2000, yeah, 2012 was mm-hmm. the first time I saw it. And then we saw it again in 2019, but it was a different version than 2012. I think when we went in 2019, it was like the winter version. Because we went in the winter. (laughs) In the winter. It was pretty cold there in the winter, not going to lie. Like, I needed a hat. I was wearing a, I was wearing a hoodie. Yeah, Yeah. it was pretty, pretty chilly. If you're going to go, it's winter. Like, they they get cold. But in the summer, they get hot. So (laughs) it was very different. No, World of Color um, won. It was very good. I thought it was even better than the, the the holiday special that we saw in 2019. Um, and I, I thought it was really enjoyable, for sure. They added a few more effects than I remember. Um, yeah, they keep adding it to the technology, which is nice. Yeah. They're not letting it go stale. It was really nice. Doing it as a dessert party was so cool. Um, I feel like the first time we saw World of Color in 2012, we did a dinner party for World of Color where we ate dinner um, at like a price fix dinner, I guess. And then we got special um, standing room to see World of Color. Um, We didn't have to worry about all the crowds as much, but it was a place where we could stand. We were pretty close. Um, But... This time around, doing the dessert party, first of all, you eat dessert while watching the show, <laughs> and you get to actually sit down at a table. The only place you can do that for this show. Yeah, sit at a nice table right up against the edge so everybody had a great view because everybody was seated at these tables. There was like the low tops that were right on the right on the edge of the railing and then there were the high tops that were all above us so they could they could see very well we could see really well um all the chairs were facing world of color um everybody got the same huge plate of desserts there was like cheese and crackers grapes but then there was like like macarons i think they call them right it was like yeah. oh my gosh it was so good and then it was a raspberry one yeah and there was like cookies for World of Color cookies, and then there was a rice, like homemade Rice Krispies. Um, With Fruity Pebbles, yeah. Yeah, and the three layer chocolate mousse was so it was, good. Like the dessert, I think, costs the same as the dinner party. So for the dinner price fix, you get. You get dinner you get with dinner it. dinner, yeah. and you sit down at dinner, and then you bring your receipt to give you access to the area to see World of Color after dinner. The dessert party is like the same price as that. So obviously, you know, depending upon how you feel about getting dinner for $80 or getting dessert for $80, I don't know. But personally, if we ever do go back to Disneyland, I'm gonna 100% Disneyland, thank you, California Adventure, 100% say we have to do the dessert party again. Yeah. You got 
they had alcoholic beverages. You can have two per person, obviously, if you're over age. And then you can get unlimited hot chocolate or sodas, waters. Um, it was just so much fun. And we had a seat. Yeah, we that made a, a huge difference. We had a seat right there. I, I don't even think my brother appreciated that as much as he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was sitting there and he was having his little cocktails and he was eating his desserts. So he's like, this is pretty cool. And I'm like, Dan, I don't think you understand how cool this is. <laughs> I would ha- absolutely do that again. It was well worth the price. For me, it was worth the price. Of the, the price was worth the seat. Yeah. And the dessert was a nice little bonus on top of it. I think it was worth even the... There was no hassle about yeah. going. You you check in um, maybe like an hour before. So we, I don't think it was even an hour before. We it was, went. it was. Yeah, we checked in we at checked. like 7.45 for the 9 o'clock show. Okay. And then we had to wait in a line for them to then to bring us to bring us over there. But that, it was really not that big a deal to do that. And it felt like... Um, we, it just felt really good. Like we were being escorted to our seats. We they immediately served. There was no wait time. I think basically as soon as you sit down, they're like, "Oh, you're here. Great. Here's your dessert. Yep. <laughs> and what would you like to drink?" And I said, "I would like this cocktail. I would like this hot chocolate and this water, please." And they were like, "Okay." And they bring it, and then they come back. And they say, would you like anything else? I said, yeah, I'd like another hot chocolate and <laughs> a second cocktail because I, I really liked this one. I'm not going to finish it, but I liked it, so I'm going to have a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was a little worried getting there because we were one of the last families to actually check in because um, we obviously wanted to get as much done in the park as possible. Yeah, we were. And regardless, I was worried about how, what table we would get, what view. Um, we had a perfect I, view. We did. Was, I feel like they assign the they tables do. ahead of time regardless of when you check in. Um, basically, they asked us what the desk, do you want a high top or a low top? And I knew just by having Maggie that a low top would be the best option for us just in case um, she wanted to have a seat. You know, I wouldn't put her down at a high top table. That would be a little dangerous, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So they were happily able to give us a low-top table, um, and that was it. And I think, I think all of the tables are they ex- were excellent view. It didn't matter where we were sitting. Even being a low-top versus a high-top, I think all the high-top tables had a great view also. I just I didn't want a high-top for Maggie's sake. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so it was, um, I definitely think it's worth doing if you're going to Disneyland, um, if they're offering the dessert party when you go, uh, absolutely worth the the price of doing that, um, and a really great way to see whatever World of Color show they're going to be uh, showing at the time, because World of Color 1 is only here for the 100th anniversary, and then it will either be a new version of World of Color or go back to the original for a while. But that's the fun part about Disneyland, they, they do all these new things because it is a local park, so they keep it constantly updated with with new experiences to try it would have if we were there for two days it would have been nice to see the fireworks show the second night mm-hmm. wondrous um, journeys wondrous journeys that would have been really we're cool. gonna miss it because they are finishing it in august well okay yeah the fire I, i'm just saying the fireworks yes you know, i'm not saying it has to be wondrous journeys <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that was great um is there any other like advice you would offer for families going to Disneyland with a toddler, especially anyone who's gone to Walt Disney World? I don't think that it was very different um, when it comes to how we move around with Maggie. Um, we always rent our stroller from the outside company, um, if it's Kingdom Strollers or City Stroller. 
Um, it's going to be rented from there because it's going to give us the most options to hold on to that stroller. Um, regardless of where we go, you know, we can go to the hotel, we can go to the park, and we have our same stroller. So that's a big. That's a big deal. And that's the, that's the case for both parks, West Coast and East Coast. Um, I, I'm going to reiterate that like one day with a toddler was not enough at all. Yeah. She would have enjoyed doing more. Um, she had a great time either way because she just enjoys being in Disney like her dad does. You know, she is a Disney baby um, through and through. People people say crazy things to us like, what if she doesn't like Disney? And I say, that's a crazy thing to say. What if she doesn't like chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> there are people who don't like chocolate, but you know. No, it's more than that. You know, Disney is not just a park for us. You know, Disney is... I, you know, I hate to say it's like it's like a way of living to have this Disney joy in us. So even though you know she's growing up with the two of us, obviously, and she's gonna be a Disney baby no matter what, I don't think she's ever gonna feel like it's too much because to to Matthew and me, Disney is always about love, love and joy. So. Who could have too much love and joy in their life? Yeah, it's family time. It's family, yeah. Mm-hmm. So bringing her for one day was not enough. Um, I, I do wish we could have afforded, because it was more about affording money and affording time <coughs> to being there for two days. I think it would have made it an even better experience for all of us. Um, keeping her cool, keeping her you know, well-rested throughout the day. She did take a couple of naps in her stroller, um, which is awesome. We did not have a stroller fan. I think that would have been something we would have used this time around. We always bring our fan to Disney World. Um, I guess we just didn't think it would be as hot. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, we we saw the temperature was going to be in the 80s, so yeah. we figured, ah, you know, it's, it's not only, that bad. It's <laughs> but it's bad. Uh, definitely a stroller fan is necessary, um, regardless of the age of the toddler. Uh, if they're going to be in the stroller, a stroller fan is important. Um, getting as much break time in. We always try to do that going to Disney World, too. Um, just relaxing, enjoying just being there. Um, I know it seems like this time around we really didn't do that. At least I didn't. I got to go ride, 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 back to back to back. I think at one point Matthew was like, we're going to miss our Genie Plus for this ride. You got to go. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, let's go. So my brother I kept and I, everyone on time. Yeah, my brother and I were definitely racing to different attractions this time around. Um, but Matthew, really, I think you enjoyed just, just being there. So chill. <laughs> so chill. So we had two different um, vacations. Like. Yeah. <laughs> At least for that one day. Yeah. We I had a different day. Again, I don't think it was anything super different than what we normally do at Disney World. No, probably not. The next time we go, we'll probably end up using our Disney Vacation Club points. Yes. That's at least the hope. I mean, especially, I don't know what the Disneyland Hotel availability is going to look like, but I'm hoping that it'll be easier to find something at Disneyland's not owning at one of the two resorts now that they have two, two Disney Vacation two Club resorts. resorts. Yeah, two of them now, yeah. so maybe it'll be a little Villa's easier. open next month. 
exciting. So next time we go, it might be a DVC vacation. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. And then we get to stay on Disney property. Early access. Early access, all that fun stuff, Monorail, walking distance. Monorail yep. line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, this was a good little recap of our Disneyland trip, a different type of experience than our first Walt Disney World vacation with Maggie, but just one quick day with a little half-day add-on at the parks, and next time I think we'll try for the two days and see how that goes around. Yeah. That'll be it. For sure. Yeah. Welcome back to Imagination Central. I hope you enjoyed this recap of our Disneyland trip, and I also hope it gives you some takeaways and ideas for how you can better plan a trip to Disneyland, whether you are going with a toddler or a child, or if you're going just as a group of adults or a solo traveler. And if you want even more advice, I would recommend going back to our episode from last summer, where we talk about our overall thoughts about Disneyland trip planning, and I'm joined in that episode, I mentioned it on this episode of the show, by my good friends Brooke and Philander, who are frequent guests to Disneyland, one in fact is a local, and have some really incredible advice to offer so you can get some more tips and strategies for planning a Disneyland trip over there. Of course, I do want to turn this conversation over to you and ask what other advice you would offer to anyone who is planning a trip to Disneyland with a baby or a toddler or a small, small child, you can submit your answers and join the conversation by finding Imagination Skyway on your favorite social media channels. I've posted this question to a few of those locations, and if you want to find where they are, you can just search for Imagination Skyway on your favorite social media app or head to imaginationskyway.com. I have links for you there. And if you're listening to the show months down the line and want to resurface the conversation, of course, you can feel free to tag me in a post or even better, head into our Facebook group and post the discussion there to sort of resurface that conversation and get other listeners engaged in this topic. If you don't subscribe to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe or that follow button, no matter which podcast app you're listening to the show on. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can also interact with the show. If you just scroll down from where you are, you can find either a question or a poll to engage with this episode. I do read all those responses so i'm looking forward to engaging with you there and if you have a moment to leave a rating and a review in your favorite podcast app especially if you're listening in spotify or apple podcasts that does go a long way to help this community out and speaking of helping our community i would encourage you to look into our patreon group over at imaginationskyway.com slash community where you can support the show and unlock bonus content in return plus access to a private Facebook community, and a lot of other wonderful benefits you can learn more about by heading to imaginationskyway.com community or heading straight to the Patreon app and looking for Imagination Skyway there. And you can join and cancel at any time. There's no strings attached there. And it's a wonderful community of listeners who support the show. And as always, I want to thank those members of this community. Last but not least, I want to encourage you to go after whatever hopes, dreams, and goals you might have. And I've said this time and again if you're dreaming about taking that trip to disneyland if you've never been 
do whatever you can, especially if you're a big Disney fan, to take the trip because it really is a place that is worth seeing with your own eyes. Thank you so much for riding aboard Imagination Skyway. And remember, if we can dream it, we can do it. Show you the world! Travel! Change! Excitement! Ha ha!